We have a saying around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no brains, no headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to episode 112 of No Brains, No Headache podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Weichel, and I'll be joined by my fellow host, Matt Cleary. On today's show, we have an interview with Wyatt Metzger, who joined us from Indianapolis. Wyatt is a content creator and the man behind Good Time Media, so we started there before the conversation got into collegiate tennis eligibility and comparing TikTok to golf. We finished the interview with a geographical lesson of North Dakota and Indiana and pitch a travel vlog in Iran idea. Thank you to Wyatt for joining the show as he fit the theme of making something out of nothing. Second half of the show is Cleary's comments where we banter about random things. I got hot with multiple rants and Matt came up with one of his best ideas to date, strip mall strip clubs. Are you not entertained? If you enjoy the show, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Wherever you listen, make sure you're subscribing so you don't miss any episodes out every Tuesday. If you'd like, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate it. This is episode 112 of No Brains, No Headache podcast. Interview with Wyatt Metzger, followed by Cleary's comments. This is an MBNH Media production. Let's get it on. Okay, let's party. We are now joined by the founder of Good Time Media and the 2006 Time Magazine Person of the Year, Wyatt Metzger. Wyatt, thanks for joining No Brains, No Headache podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you for mentioning the Time Magazine Person of the Year. I'm very proud of that one. Yeah, we, we can start with that. Uh, you actually got me because I was like, is there another Wyatt Metzger that like cured polio in 2006 or something? And I look it up and it's just you. Yep. And then I got this like existential crisis of how can it be you? Because it would be me. So you well, yes, would be yeah. the time. Give it up to you guys. You guys won one too. Guys, yeah. Congrats. Sixth grade was a pretty good year for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know how old I would have been. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, I worked hard. I worked hard for that one. So I'm glad people. Uh, Matt and I, our grades match up with the years. So. We we knew exactly. Oh, what, really? Yeah. Mine, uh, I guess mine kind of, my age matches up with the year. Because I was 99. So I was oh. six, seven, seven. Okay. I think most yeah, of I was like, that's pretty easy math that you just got wrong. So yes. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, damn, damn. But then I, was like, I just got to literally look at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. You won't ever forget how old you are. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Well, let's start with uh, Good Time Media. Uh, when was the inception? What is it all about? Yeah, so Good Time, um, the inception was basically a long time ago before Good Time was even a thought. I had YouTube channel as every high schooler does, and they're the worst. Um, but I started making YouTube videos my senior year of high school. Um, not like the typical annoying like Logan, Jake Paul videos, but just like I wanted to like hang out with my friends and record i made fake documentaries about my buddy who was the high school quarterback at the time at a small indiana high school like fake 30 for 30 stuff like that because i was just 
I was interested in filmmaking or like video production, all that stuff. I didn't know anything about it. So I just started doing it, taught myself. I uh, really enjoyed that. So then it kind of snowballed. I wanted to do long form stuff, started a podcast, wanted to write. So I started a blog. So I had all these different hats I was wearing. And then eventually during COVID, I was like, you know what? I'm doing all this stuff. I hate that it's like all like me centric. I didn't want it to be like a, this is Wyatt doing fun stuff. I wanted like a group of people and I wanted everything under one roof. So I was like, let's get a brand name. Let's get like a name behind it, a logo. Let's work with other people. And I was like, what do I want this to be about? I want it to be a good time. Kind of meshed it into one word. Uh, very simple. Again, didn't reinvent the wheel there. Uh, but I just, again, just trying to have as much fun with it as possible. Basically, I treat it as almost a pseudo news network where we have a morning show. We got podcasts. We got blogs reporting on stuff, but like really just shooting the shit and whatever's going on in the world. Kind of give a positive spin on it because, I mean, we all know the news sucks all the time. and you turn on a new headline every single time and it's terrible it's not fun to look at so hopefully we kind of offer people just kind of an escape get away from all that shit for a little bit and hang out with us and if we got to be the butt of a joke every now and then we'll gladly take that bullet but it's kind of evolving every day just to whatever people want to see um but it's kind of been fun for me to again it's been just teaching myself as i go uh and i've just kind of enjoyed the process so that's basically good time in a nutshell I'm glad you named it good time because like I said, right before we got started, uh, we're all about having a good time here on No Brains, No Headache podcast. So uh, I'm glad we could come together and collaborate. What are some of the podcasts about that you have mm -hmm. you know, under your umbrella? So we've, we've kind of cycled through a few. Again, the way I see it is I let people know, like, if you want to try doing a podcast, try it out. If you end up hating it or it's too much work stop that's fine by me like i'm not i'm not you're not you're not tied to anything um so we've had my personal podcast it's called the people person podcast basically i interview people who i find interesting in, 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 interesting interesting sorry you're on, you're on the right show because i literally cannot talk most yeah. of the time <laughs> yeah and like most of the time when i'm recording i like black out so i don't even know what i'm saying <laughs> but anyways i have people on who i think are interesting uh, songwriters. I've had psychics on, I've had like athletes on just people who I'm like, I want to know more about you. I interview them for like 30, 45 minutes, which I, that's one of my favorite things that I do. I enjoy it a lot just cause like I get to meet really cool people through it. It's probably not like the most financially successful of the stuff we do, but I really enjoy it. So I'm gonna keep doing it as long as I possibly can. That's um, what it's all about. Exactly. Um, and then we do our morning show. It's called the bum. I'm wearing the merch right now. Hot boy bummer. <laughs> um, I do that every morning with producer, uh, Jack, who's awesome. Uh, we treat that as our news network, like our news morning, uh, morning show where we just, whatever's been going on, whatever's happening. We talk about, we have a new sports podcast, uh, a guy named Justin Lowe. He actually just started this. Um, he's been, he runs a Celtics, uh, fan page on Instagram and he nice. came on during the NBA finals. And uh, ever since he came on, the Celtics went 0 for 3 and didn't win a game. So he blamed me for cursing them. We kind of talked a little bit. He's like, I want to do more stuff. So he started the Low Zone, uh, which he every Sunday talks about basketball, NBA. Right now it's just NBA free agency, summer league, stuff like that. Uh, but the big thing is I just want to give people a chance to like try stuff. People like people don't try stuff anymore. Like a lot of people want to do a podcast or start YouTube or start blogging or something. Um, but they're like, I have no idea how to do it. So I'm not going to do it. 
I say, I'll give you the, I'll give you the equipment. I'll set you up. I'll give you whatever knowledge I've acquired. Try it out. If you find out you fucking hate it, then don't do it. That's fine by me. Like you're not tied to it again, um, which has been really cool. So we've had podcasts come in and out. Uh, one of my favorite ones that the one that got away, we had two girls, Claire and Kelly Keith, they're twins. Um, and they had a podcast called just the two of us. They did about 10 episodes and then they were like, you know what? I just graduated college. I got to get jobs boring. And they start, decided to stop, but they were hilarious. They like didn't hold back, talked about dating relationships, all that stuff. So they're the one that got away, but overall we just kind of cycle through whoever's willing to work. I'm willing to work for you. They're the ones that got away. Yeah. The twins. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of conflate the two, you know, they're twins. Something about twins, you know, uh, very attractive. So I could see how a podcast uh, having two twins on it, you know, that's tough to give up. But you're saying all the right things right now. Wyatt. Uh sounds a lot like a lot of the conversations we have with people, Matt, of, you know, people come to us, they want to start a podcast, they just want advice. They never do it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're just not that inspiring or what, but we've heard so many people say they want to start a podcast and they just don't for whatever reason. A lot of people realize it's like, it's, it's hard. Like, I know it's fun. It's so much fun. It's super rewarding, but there's like a lot more that goes into it than like what you see. Like most people, the audience sees like 10% of the actual work that goes into it. And then they're like, oh, like I can do that. That's easy. I'm like, well, you probably could, but you got to work at it. Like, I'm not saying what we do is difficult, but like it, it takes a little bit more behind the scenes than you might think. So yeah, I'd say that. And a lot of people figure that out very quickly when they start. They're like, oh, they did one episode. Like, this is awesome. And then wait, no one watched it. I got to do another episode. No one watched that one. I got to do a third episode and no one's watching. I'm out. And a lot of people dip after that point. So you got to grind before anyone's even listening or caring what you're talking about, which a lot of people aren't willing to do, which is like, fair enough. I'm not going to blame you for that. It's a hard, it's a hard uh, way to start out, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, from our inception was the first, our first episode, I like bought a handle of Tito's and like a shitload of white claws. And I was like, let's get <laughs> fucking wasted in podcast. And then, like, Jordan was up to, like, 5 a.m. editing it. I didn't actually edit it. I couldn't figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't, like, introducing alcohol into that, I couldn't do it. Like, I'm slowly, I'm I'm 22, and I've seriously had conversations with myself. Like, you know what? I'm just going to go sober. And I'm like, I'm not going to, but I've thought about it because I'm like, I got a lot of work to do. I got to wake up and edit. Maybe I'll just go sober. I never will. But that conversation, the fact that I'm even having that conversation with myself is crazy. Yo, wait till you get till 28 and have that conversation <laughs> with yourself. Uh, yeah, I got re- some rethinking room. a lot of prior decisions. And Matt loves to drink while we podcast. One time we recorded for an hour and 20 minutes and he drank eight beers. <laughs> so you do the math. I think I, I did like six White Claws in 18 minutes. One interview it was nutty. Is it is it like a like a not a shtick, but like, do you, is it something you want to do on the podcast or is it like a nervous thing? Like I'm just going to drink and you end up drinking that much. No, if I'm nervous, I usually don't drink. I usually, it's like kind of a weird thing. Like most people are like, Oh shit, I'm nervous. I'm going to have a couple beers calling the nerves. It's like, if I'm nervous, I'm just like locked up. Won't talk fair, but I mean, we've been doing it for two years. So I mean, anyone, a stranger, super easy to just talk to and like, and I'm sure you get it. You've been doing it a 
probably on a different yeah. level than us because you're so many different avenues but it's 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 kind of second nature now yeah it is weird like i'll do something and then or like i'll have an interview with someone who like has a big following or whatever and then i'll get off of it i'm like oh that just happened like i'll realize after the fact i'm like oh that was kind of cool you don't realize in the moment i'm like oh, this is my job that's what i'm doing like i'm supposed to do this uh, but yeah the nerves kind of for me, I still have them, but like I'm able to function with them. And I think that's a good part. Like I kind of like that feeling of like, oh, this is this is somewhat nerve wracking. And I feel like that's just part of life. Get you going a little bit. Get the adrenaline yeah. pumping. Yeah. I mean, we're this will be episode 112. Damn. Uh, I, good I, yeah, for you guys. Use, thank you. Worked pretty hard. We've only taken one week off, and this will be an entire year of podcast, one episode a week for an entire year. Uh, but I guarantee you when I do the intro, I'll probably get a little nervous and Matt will be the only one in the room, but that's just the name of the game. It's yeah. and I'm a, keeps and you I'm, on your toes. I'm a terrible judge. Cause Jordan's like, how is that? I'm like, Oh, nailed it. And, he's, <laughs> and he like listens back and he's like, dude, that was terrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> Damn, I'll, I'll give you, I, that's a lot of credit for you guys for 112 episodes, like basically straight. I took, I'm at like 80. I'm like mid eighties right now. And I've been doing it for like three years because I just, in college i took a lot of breaks i was like you know what i'm gonna be a college kid for a little bit like i just graduated like a month ago like my entire second semester senior year i was like i'm not gonna do this like i want to do this and i want to do it well but i can't do it well when i'm enjoying my last couple weeks of college so i was like you know what put on the back burner get drunk for a while enjoy my enjoy my college experience and then uh, there's a plenty of time to do that when i'm done so props to you guys it's a lot of work well, uh, my my research shows that you got pretty good grades in college um, from your tennis profile, and oh, I, I actually geez. do. I do want to talk a little bit about tennis. Let's do it. Um, let's, talk, let's talk tennis. So, uh, college tennis, yeah, nil deals. Are they just flooding in at an alarming rate, or? Well, at the D three level, um, I actually this is a crazy fact. It didn't apply to D3. I, I still could get in trouble if I was offered NIL deals and I took it my senior year, this past year. They were like, well, also, like, I wasn't eligible to play. This is the first time I'm saying this on air, so this is fun because I've graduated. All four years, all four years of my college career, I wasn't eligible. I shouldn't have been able to because I was getting paid by TikTok, YouTube, other platforms. <laughs> like, I, like I, I was not eligible. If anyone said anything... I always said, like, if, if they care enough about a D3 tennis player making, like, four cents on a YouTube video, then fine by me. I'll quit. I always said that. Like, I'll quit. If you ever bat an eye or anyone complains, I'll quit. The second – I'll quit tennis, not YouTube and all that stuff. But no one ever did because it's D3 tennis and no one cares. But I hope they change that soon. It should be eligible for everyone. I think it is the next calendar year. We just weren't cool enough to get all those deals. But I'd like to think I'd get maybe, like, a B-dub sponsorship if it was. but. Unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards. Well, I was thinking like tennis is a, a huge sport, but a lot of it's overseas. So I was thinking like a D3 tennis player like gets like some sort of Middle Eastern country airlines, like Malaysian <laughs> air, and you're just decked out in it. It's like, dude, dude they're paying me $30,000. I get free flights in the Middle East. So. Forehead <laughs> tattoo of Malaysian air. Dude, we could barely afford our uniforms. We had to return our uniforms at the end of the year. You, I wasn't getting anything. Trust me. Even Blood if they could, they were Tears wouldn't. and urine. Dude, it All was right, ridiculous. guys, everyone to the sperm bank. We got to buy sandwiches next week. <laughs> <laughs> Fundraising All right. for D3 tennis. 
Who's the goat of tennis? Okay, so you're talking to the tennis guy who I hate watching tennis, but I do have a take on this. I do think it's fed strictly it's Roger Federer strictly because of his persona and the way he treats the game. He's the last one, which I don't necessarily agree with, it, but like the way tennis has that country club feel, like the way it's like rich English people, that's Fed, even though he's Swiss, whatever. Fed has that image of like you're the tennis guy. Yeah, and now I love Nick Kyrgios who's coming up. He's having a great Wimbledon. Um I hope he wins this whole thing, but he's like the bad boy of tennis. Fed is the spitting image of what you expect from a country club tennis player. And I'm going to give him just strictly based off his persona, goat status, because obviously he has the numbers to back it up. A lot of people will say Djokovic. He's going to have the numbers. He will have all the numbers, and he's a freak athlete. But I just don't like the dude. So he pisses me off, so I refuse to put him as the goat. So I'll say Fed. Uh, you missed the second part of my question. And why is it Andy Roddick? <laughs> oh, no. No, dude. Come on. That's that's your American boss. Let's let's grow up a little bit. There's there's A-Rod. other countries. A Rod. A Rod. If I'm going American tennis, you're going Pete Sampras. Controversial, but Pete Sampras. well, you, speaking of Americans, I totally missed this. Um, you guys ranked the top ten Americans. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of heat for this one. I'm yeah, gonna I'm gonna. Lie. I got an analytical breakdown of uh, your top ten. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I'm looking at this for the first time. I will defend Wyatt, this. I'll, I'll be honest, Wyatt. I had no idea who you were until like three hours ago. I didn't so. know who you were, so <laughs> what's up, guys? Friends! <laughs> All right, okay. go ahead, Matt. <laughs> okay, Christopher Columbus is the number one pick. Founded America, great. Ooh. Terrible human being. Yeah. Agreed, no, agreed. Here's and he's not this. American. He's like from Portugal. Fair. Let me preface this before you tear me apart. Our list, our top 10 American list, it was founded on the idea of this isn't good, this isn't bad. We're not ranking the top 10 best Americans or like best people that are Americans. It's just top 10 Americans. Christopher Columbus, everyone knows. Universally, everyone knows like, oh, that's the guy who discovered America. Whether that's right or wrong, he was a shitty person. Dude was a terrible person, but he still is recognizable by literally everyone. Granted, I am getting t- torn apart by this one. A lot of people are coming at me. They're like, oh, he's not even American. It's fair. But, like, my analogy is if we colonize the moon in, like, 100 years, no one's going to come at Neil Armstrong and be like, oh, he he's not part of us. Like, he he was the first one there. He was the first one there. So you give him credit for that. Um, so I gave him credit for that. But I understand the the backlash. Oh, my sweet Jesus. I love me a good controversial pick. Yeah, I mean, Stacy's mom might be the pick of the century in any draft of anything ever. I love Stacy's mom. It's it's more of the concept rather than a person. Everyone's got a Stacy's mom out there. Everyone well, does. If you watch the music video, that's like the first time I got a boner. <laughs> that's the one? Stacy's mom? That's it. When did that come out? That's what did it, Matt? Actually, no, 2003. So that'd be a... Yeah, it came out know. in 2003? Dude, no. I know for a fact you got church boners in the second grade. <laughs> well, actually, you, you went to a Catholic high school. I did I, that dude, research. How much too, research so. did you do? Dude, I know that's, everything about you. That's terrifying. I could rattle off the last four of your social if you wanted me to. Oh, my. Statistic. I'm just kidding. I don't. But seriously. We went to Catholic school. Uh, how, how was that? <laughs> uh, I didn't really do anything. Got a, I got in a lot of trouble. I, I was a, a troublemaker. I went to a fake college. 
That's for, well, I'm currently employed at the Catholic school that I graduated from, so I'm I'm going to plead the fifth on any questions about that. I'm a tennis coach, you know, teaching the youth. Yeah, it's what I do. We did stand-up comedy the other week, and Matt and I both had Catholic jokes in our routine. So yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a layup, though. That's easy. True. Not stand-up. I will say stand-up's one of the hardest things. Oh, yeah. It wasn't easy talking about masturbation in front of my parents, Wyatt. <laughs> Don't invite your parents. They support me. They can support you from afar. My parents know when to tune in and when not to tune in. I found out my dad has a, a TikTok page the other day when he, ran, he randomly commented on one of my videos. I'm like, that sounds suspiciously like something my dad would say. So I asked him about it. He goes, yeah, that was me. My dad basically has a burner TikTok account. Nice. Ridiculous. Well, you must be pretty in tune with it because you have 140,000 followers. So I'm assuming you get at least four comments on each one. Uh, approximately. Yeah. <laughs> Give or take a few. Who the fuck is Heidi Domelio? Domelio? You're aging yourself here, bud. Wait, come Heidi, on. Is that the mom of it's Charlie? It's the mom and- of Charlie. Oh, of the TikTok chicks? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. They're the, so I gave her credit for birthing both of them. Um, they're the two biggest, great, great looking lady. She commented on one of my videos with a heart emoji. So Ooh. I can't, I can be bought. Um, so she's on my list mostly <laughs> because of that. Um, but she birthed two of the biggest TikTok stars in the world. The, t- the first family of TikTok and TikTok is arguably one of the biggest cultural shifts in entertainment in the 21st century. So you got to put that on there. This is an interesting list. I mean, Alex Cooper, I respect that. She just slurps dong. Change the change the game. Change the this. game. Okay, well, Michael might have the worst list of all time. Thank oh. you. Boring. Vanilla list. Vanilla Albert list. Einstein was born in Germany. We pointed that out on the show. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he claims him because he FDR died. FDR and wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walt- George Washington, only the good parts. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, not we the discovered slave. slave ownership. Walt Disney, historic Nazi. That, that, okay, again, we realized all these people that we said were terrible people. So a lot of them we had to clarify, like, all right, the good parts of them. That's why Washington wasn't higher on my list. If Washington was a good dude and like didn't own slaves, I'd probably put him top three. Interesting. <laughs> I love how you guys just. You just like, you just make it how you want. Elvis Presley minus the really bad parts. Yeah, you could say I, that about everybody on the list. Dude, he died the way I want to die on the toilet. <laughs> dude, I, have you guys seen the Elvis movie? Is it is it out right it's now? It's out. Okay, oh, maybe it hasn't reached the Dakotas yet. You know, I, are okay. No, <laughs> we usually get it like a couple years after it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Avengers Endgame. Yeah, you guys week. just got frozen, <laughs> frozen <laughs> yeah. in theaters. That makes sense. We're not that far behind in technology. <laughs> okay, now that I see you in person, oh jeez, you do look exactly fucking like yeah. Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Has this I, always uh, been a thing? Or no. I know the tick. That's how I found you. Was the TikTok came I up fit- on my for you page, and I was like, okay. And then I just went deep dive into basically your entire life. Good. And now we're here. Now we're here. It wasn't. No, it hasn't always been a thing. To answer, yeah, it's just TikTok. My friends never knew it. My family never said anything about it. And then I get TikTok for one second, and everyone's like, "Oh, you look like the dude from Ferris Bueller." (laughs) I'll put my hand up and say, 
I didn't watch the full movie until after I got comments like that. I'd seen bits and pieces, hadn't watched the full movie. I pretended to be a Ferris Bueller like super fan. I still do for a lot of my TikToks because it's annoying me that those do well. I wish they didn't because if they flopped, I'd stop doing them, but they don't. And it's like, it's a bait and switch. It just, they keep pulling me back in every time I make one of those. It's like an easy cash grab, um, which I, again, probably shouldn't say, but I'll be transparent. Like it's just easy. <laughs> it's easy to make those TikToks, uh, but it doesn't take a lot of thought and effort, which annoys me. I'd like to be a little more thoughtful with the videos I do. So stop liking those videos if you're watching this, please. Well, TikTok sucks because you like I basically just copied a Toro lawn mowing video and the video of Howie from Benchwarmers getting hit in the nuts by a rock from a lawnmower. And that one did pretty well. And then it's like Jordan puts up one that is actually our content and good. And it's like doesn't do well. Dude, it makes dude, zero sense. TikTok. It sucks. I got banned from TikTok today, this morning, on TikTok Live. I can still post on the Good Time account. We got banned on the TikTok Live for, we don't know why. We have a few guesses why on what we said in the live. Dong um, pictures. No. So I may or may not have said, we, there's three reasons we could have. I told, uh, I said Robbie Arnett is a piece of shit uh, because he's married to Elizabeth Olsen and I love Elizabeth Olsen. That's valid. That's a 100%. fair accusation. Fair, yeah, that's I mean, fair, so whatever. I said, if you have a customized license plate, you should drive off a cliff. Um, that's just that's just driving. Fun thing. fact, North Dakota is the cheapest state for like customized license plate. It's like 30 bucks. I would hate it. They're there. everywhere. I would, I would literally shoot myself if I lived there. I'm sorry. <laughs> for that reason. Not because of anything else. For that reason. I hate customized license plates with a passion. Um, and then the last reason my producer said uh, we you should work out more. So if you have an open casket by chance, you look jacked. So we it's one of those three reasons. We don't know which one it was, but we got banned. That's, like, yeah, I don't know which one. Yeah. That's all PG. You should hear the shit we say. I mean, it's not on TikTok. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. TikTok, man, it sucks. I can't figure out TikTok. I don't want to. Yeah, don't. If you can, if you can be don't. successful without it, don't don't even dip your toe in it tiktok is like golf if you're not good at it yet don't try because you're not gonna get good exactly and then and then you get one again one good swing one good video you're locked in for life yeah you're you back. hit you're one like, good I can do that yeah you chip in one time you will yeah. golf the rest of your life yep and so i don't i don't do it i don't golf you sink a 15 foot putt once oh hooked yeah tiger woods I don't know. I was at the Masters and I this year, and I really wanted to golf when I got back, and we got 17 inches of snow the day after I landed. And I was like, "Jeez, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna golf very much this year." <laughs> the motivation quickly faded away after being locked inside for four days. How, okay. how, how often do you guys get snow up there? What's the weather like? We have like three inches on the ground right now. Shut the fuck up. No, you I'm don't. just kidding. It's over 100 degrees here. Okay. I, was gonna say, we're like I, same, I believed you. We're the I same longitude you. as. No, we aren't. Well, no. Indiana is. Oh, you're quite a bit lower, south. I guess, but we have a map in Isn't our that studio. Latitude? Isn't that latitude? What's your problem? <laughs> I was just, just, just trying to be a smart guy here. Again, I could look like an idiot and be the wrong yeah. one here. I don't know. I just yeah, because to... longe. Latitude. Yeah, I always thought lat is flat. Flatitude. 
That's how I remembered it in seventh grade. And it stuck with me. So I could yeah, be wrong. Well. I love how you get that, but you couldn't do 2006 <laughs> how old I was? minus 1999, <laughs> which you could do on your hands. I have selective knowledge. You must I be think. a great trivia player then. I, I I think I would be. I I need I haven't been put in the situation to shine as a trivia player. Um, only in like bar trivia, which is always either impossible or super easy. Um, so I haven't had a good opportunity to shine as a trivia player, but I'm I think I'd be pretty good. I have random knowledge. Well, let's really uh, good random knowledge guy. Yeah, I wanna I wanna talk about. So you said you're a Cubs fan before we started uh, recording. Yeah. So like, what's your sports fan? I'm like, who's your if you had to give your top like two teams of any sport, it's, it's Vikings, Cubs through and through in that order. Um, are you Vikings fans? Who the fuck is this guy? He is. I'm, I'm a, a huge Panther. Vikings fan. I'm a oh Panthers God. fan. My, okay, so Vikings and Cubs in that order. I've always, um, if the Cubs hadn't won in 2016, uh, it would be closer in fan, 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 I don't know, whatever the order you want to say. Um, but I, I say now I would trade. If I knew the Vikings would win the Super Bowl this year and it meant the Cubs would never make the playoffs again, the rest of my life, I would take that deal 100%. That's how much a Vikings Super Bowl would mean to me. Um, yeah, I, it's Vikings through and through. They are it. Uh, that's the team. My dad that's shocking to me. Yeah. How that, did you become a Vikings that, that fan? That did not come up in my research. Yeah, so my my dad decided to be a dick and become a Vikings fan. The reason he's a Vikings fan uh, is... He was watching uh, TV as a kid, watching the games, the one game he got as a kid. Uh, and he asked my grandpa, he was like, who's going to win this game? And it was the game before is Browns, Cowboys. And my grandpa said the Browns, uh, my, the Browns lost. So my dad was like, I hate the Browns. And then the next game was on. It was Vikings, someone else. My grandpa said the Vikings are going to win. And the Vikings won. So my dad, at the impressionable age of like four, was like, I'm a Vikings fan through and through the rest of my life. So he put that curse onto me and uh, my three other brothers. So we all hate him for that one. Uh, if the But bright side is it could have been, if the Browns would have won that game, we'd be Browns fans. So it, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. But uh, yeah, Vikings fan in Indiana. I know it's strange. I have to fight a lot of battles because there's a lot of Bears fans here. Um, and a lot of Colts fans, but they're yeah, you couldn't choose the Colts or the Bengals or no. like, uh, the Packers. Are you looking Lions. at a map right now? Yeah, yeah. looking at a map. I'm just seeing out. what's closest. Okay, yeah, we have, we, that's why we have it there. Fair enough, but I'm yeah, just using our resources that we have in the studio to make for a good podcast. <laughs> the the map to our right is as important as these microphones right now. Fair enough, but yeah, no, I wish I could be any other, literally any other team, but. Is what it is. I was fully expecting to like ask Colts questions. Like, I'll I will, I'll talk th- about the Vikings all day. Let's shoot the shit about the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> what do we talk about with the Vikings? KOC about to lead us to the championship. Love, oh, yeah, I guess new GM. The fact that he traded all of his picks to division rivals. So okay, okay, fine. It's a good draft. Through and through, our team, our roster is the best in the North by far. People who think the Packers are going to win the North are ridiculous. You have Aaron Rodgers, scumbag, hates his mom. Look it up. Aaron Rodgers hates his mom. Um, and the Packers and Lions are, or Bears and Lions are irrelevant. We're the best team in the North. We're going to win the North. And then once we have the playoffs, it's anyone's game. 
I, I'm actually taking a different stance here. Usually I'm the you know first one to say the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. Put your money down now. Uh, I'm taking a step back, a little more mature role, mature role here. Uh, I'm going to make a judgment after the first four games. New coach, new GM. You know, I'm glad it's not Zimmer. I'm glad it's not Spielman. I was tired of Spielman before Zimmer even started. I was yeah. like, I, I don't like this guy. He hits on a draft like once every five years. If there are any skill position players in the first round, besides Justin Jefferson, they're not going to pan out. I'll tell you that for free. Mm-hmm. When was uh, a qu- a question? When was the last time you cried at a Vikings game? Uh, the are you a um, crier? Minneapolis miracle. I have that video means. evidence. Oh, that was joyful, joyful cry. Uh, I guess I was uh, crying though. Yeah, no, it's fair. It's that's a loop, a loop around my question. Uh, what about what other time did I cry? I cry. My first uh, like sports memory is 2009 NFC Championship game. Not first sports memory, but last time I remember like sobbing, sobbing was 2009 NFC Championship game. Brett Favre throwing across his body to Sidney Rice, not open, picked off. New overtime rule. We lose to the Saints, and it was going to be a Colts Vikings Super Bowl. That's my dream, because then we'd beat the Colts, and I would have that over my friends for eternity. And then Brett Favre, scumbag robbed me of that moment by trying to be the hero when he could have just ran forward four yards, stepped out of bounds. Ryan Longwell kicks the field goal. We go to the Super Bowl and we win it. Okay, well, in Brett Favre's defense, even if Sidney Rice was open, he probably wouldn't have caught the ball. Sidney Rice was a dog that year. A dog. Yeah, he was. Start with the running backs. Dog. (laughs) Dog. Yeah, that's a great clip. Dog. Dog. I'm just going to start calling people dogs, and they're probably going to think it's an insult. Nah. Nah, dogs dogs are good. I feel like you can age out of that term, though. Eventually, you're just not a dog anymore, which is fine. You got to put you down. Well, talking at the heart Give you a dog a bone. I don't know what that means. I don't know. See how the Vikings do. Uh, It is July, and I am just not in the the NFL Viking mode right now. I'll I'll give you some perspective here. So I'm a Panthers fan. Oh, God. Uh, Big day for you. Yeah, yeah, big, big day. We got Baker Mayfield, so now we have three very average quarterbacks. Hopefully one of them pans out. (laughs) Combine them together towards one. I mean, we're just collecting, like, the 2017 quarterback class. Do you still have Teddy? No. Traded him for, like, a used Band-Aid and a bushel of bananas. I love Teddy. Yeah, I, it, he was okay. I mean, he was better than what we have now. I mean, Baker could be good. He's hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. But I start out every year, whoever the starting quarterback is, I'm like, all right, last year was Sam Darnold MVP. After like four four games, he was leading the league in rushing touchdowns. We were 4-0. We won one fucking game after that. It's tough. That's That's tough. At least you had Newton for a while. You had prime Newton for a little bit. So, oh, yeah. I don't feel great. too bad. Except he was too scared to jump in a ball and lost you a Super Bowl, but it's fine. Thanks. Sorry. Sorry. I, again, I'm a jaded sports fan. So, if I can take shots at anyone else, I will. Um, oh, I'm the exact same way. If uh, Once I get a Super Bowl, I'm going to be the nicest fan in the world. I don't care. Just give me one. I need one Lombardi. Give it to him. Yeah, Bring I'll put it, it home right to the here. Bikes. I'll put it right here on my table because I'll I deserve it. You petitioned to get a Super Bowl ring. I get ring. it. Yeah. Give me a yeah, ring. I, I faked a terminal cancer to get a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> Literally. Okay, I have some like rapid fire kind of dumb questions. Let's that hear it. 
That's literally my entire show. If you were president, what would you do with the Brittany Griner situation? Mm, that's a great question. Probably nothing. I'd like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> or follow up question: What would you trade Russia to get Brittany Griner? Oh, back? trade! I'll give them the city of Cleveland. Oh, I was gonna say like a washed up celebrity. Like, oh, they can have Shia LaBeouf. Take it yeah. back. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I love Shia LaBeouf. Great movies. But I feel like he would kind of like kill it in the Russian scene. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel like he could do yeah, some I, like. I do know what you mean. That's kind of yeah. scary. Yeah. Right. Like he would kind of fit in well there. So I think it's a win-win. That's a good trade across the board. Uh, we get our stud uh, WNBA star back and they get a nice B-list celebrity. Get a guy that's just going to eat a bunch of like chalk and yeah. hang out. Yeah, it's nothing against Mr. LaBeouf. It's just, I think it's a good fit. I think Maybe it's, it's, the it's, first it's time fit. anyone has called Shia LaBeouf, Mr. LaBeouf. <laughs> Mr. LaBeouf. It's a cap dump. We just got to get rid of his salary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cap dump. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had this like kind of conspiracy theory that Russia is going to make like Brittany Griner into like a super soldier <laughs> and like send her into Ukraine. And there's going to be videos of her like 60 feet tall, just destroying buildings gosh the news coverage on that would be ridiculous but honestly no one like something else will happen and no one will give a shit yeah well there'll be takes on the takes on that would be incredible because like you'd have like Stephen a smith on like first take would be like still couldn't beat demarcus cousins she's like 60 (laughs) feet tall (laughs) it'd be like crazy takes like oh she yeah she couldn't see not in today's WNBA. She wouldn't last a second. It's too. It's it's not physical enough. She'd get called for hand checks. Do we even want her back? No. I'm sure the three WNBA fans would love her back. So, I, on behalf of them, as president of the United States, I will make it my mission to get her back. Here's an idea: Don't go to Russia. I, I I've yeah. I mean, I, I've done 22 years without being to Russia. I feel Ooh. like I've 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 done all right. Uh, there's a comedian that talks about like these guys are being detained in Iran. They're backpackers. It's like, why the fuck would you go on vacation to Iran? Went for a little camping trip. We we're just roasting some s'mores, <laughs> and then these really mean gentlemen with beards came and put us at gunpoint. Now we're stranded, and we're an international liability. Yeah, it's, uh, went to Expedia.com and got a a great flight to Iran. Yeah, check out my our connecting flight was a cargo plane that. Didn't have any landing gear. Yeah, swipe up to watch my 10-part travel vlog as I walk <laughs> my The last part of it is them just getting beheaded. <laughs> clickbait. We got beheaded. Hashtag not clickbait. That's the thumbnail. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> The views. That would do some good views. I know some good clickbait. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done? Dumbest thing I've ever done? Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Um, I almost slept in an alley downtown Dallas the first time I was ever there. Uh, that's almost. not dumb. It's a great story. It didn't act. Okay. Well, I do he, a lot of almost. I, wanna, dumb I, I need, I need the story. The story said it's great. a great yeah. story. Well, it's just like, it's one that like people won't appreciate as I say it, but I really appreciate this story. So we would go. I was first time visiting Dallas. My brother lives in Dallas. He's not going to appreciate. I think he's in the room across me. So he's not going to appreciate me telling this story. But we're visiting him for the first time in Dallas. Me, my older brother, my dad, my other brother. 
and we're visiting him. We've never been in the city. I'm not 21 yet, um, but I I was able to uh, go out, partake in uh, activities. The brother we're visiting gets uh, too drunk. So he's, he's, uh, he goes home. My dad goes home. They go to sleep. My oldest brother and I are like, all right, we're going to enjoy this night in Dallas. We're not. We're only here like one time. So we go out, have a great time. I'm walking around, just like feel like I'm king of the world. It's Dallas in like November, and it's like 70 degrees. It's it's awesome. Uh, we were there for Vikings game, actually Vikings Cowboys. Um, and then it gets to like two o'clock at night. We're downtown Dallas. My brother lives about 25 minutes, uh, man, maybe 20 minutes outside like downtown Dallas. We're at two o'clock. All right, let's go home. Let's call an Uber. We go to order the Uber. We have no idea where my brother lives. We don't know what his address is. Okay, no problem, right? We'll just call him up. We call. No answer. Goes right away. Phone's dead. Shit. Let's call my dad. Call him up. No answer. Nothing. No one's answering their phone. It's 2 a.m. We're walking around downtown Dallas. We're not seeing anyone. It felt like we like escaped the bar scene, and we were just like weaving in and out of apartment complexes. We have no idea where we are. And we see this alley. We're like, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lay down. And maybe we'll come up with something. I'm like dozing off, like on my brother's shoulder. And then out of nowhere, he gets like possessed. And I can't explain this. I don't know how to explain this. He just stands up and goes, follow me. And I was at this point, I'm like, I have nothing better to do. I follow him. We don't talk for 30 minutes. He just starts weaving through roads. We cross like a six lane, like interstate. And then 30 minutes later, we are at my brother's front door. (laughs) It is to this day, like, again, I can say it as much as I want. People aren't going to understand, like, how insane this was. He just stood. We didn't say a single word to each other. He just, he was sprinting. I had, like, jog to keep up with him. He doesn't know how. I'm pretty sure he's, like, blacked out. He doesn't know how. doesn't know, like, what came over him. He just somehow knew where to go. And, like, God spoke to us that day. I don't know what happened. And it's, it's, again, not the dumbest thing. Dumbest thing we almost did was sleep in an alley in downtown Dallas. Uh, but I still love that story because it makes no sense to this day. And I couldn't explain it. That's the best feeling, though, when you you know see your destination. You're walking up. You're like, holy fuck. I, yeah. I made it. <laughs> it was like a weird, lot of long walks. We're like night. celebrating, hugging each other, like crying like we just won a championship. After and then, not talking for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, Do oh you my gosh, believe? miracles and the best part is we get to the apartment complex and we're like we still can't get in <laughs> like we still could we like banging on the door and some dude just happened to be up at 2 30 and opened the door for us and we went up to my brother's place but it was, it was a wild wild time to be there yeah i still can't i'm mad like, i don't know how it happened those those late night beverages they just there's so much fun mm-hmm. and then you don't realize you don't have the address for the place that's yes. 20 minutes away in a big city yes. you've never been to. Yes, always it have happens. the address. Always have the address. <laughs> that's that's my uh, advice there. I saw that question going a lot of different ways, and that was not one of them. Yeah, I don't know why that's the first story that came to my mind. Divine I, intervention. That was a great love, story. Yes, yeah. Let me let me uh, proclaim the word of God to you guys based off my time in Dallas. <laughs> uh, what's the worst job you've ever had? Um. It's a good question. I don't really, I haven't had really had a lot of jobs. I teach tennis. I've taught tennis. Um, I'm not going to say working for my dad because he'll probably listen and he'll, he'll come at me with his burner account. <laughs> I'll say teaching tennis to kids who don't want to play tennis. 
So I love tennis. Like I'll, I'll love teaching. It's good flexibility for me so I can continue to do this. Um, but there's some kids who, especially where I'm from, like their parents are making them play tennis. Their mom's forcing them to be there and they don't want to be there. So we, I, it's just like, I'm feeding them forehands. I'm like, swing high, finish high. Like they don't care. They want to go play Fortnite. They don't want to play tennis right now. And it's just an hour of like pulling teeth, trying to get them to care about a sport. I know they're going to forget about the second. So that's probably the worst job I've had. Um, but I do love coaching. So that's, that's best and worst at times. It just varies a lot. Well, as, as a middle school golf coach of a top three middle school in the city, yeah. uh, yeah, I get that a lot. It was like half the kids <laughs> yeah. are like, I didn't want to play soccer or football. So mm-hmm. my mom made me play golf and I'm like, yeah, this Great. is going to be a fun two months. <laughs> we have kids on our team who are literally playing tennis because they don't want to do the off season baseball workouts. Like our baseball coach is a little intense. So like, yeah, we signed up for tennis so we could do something other than the baseball workouts. I'm like fair enough. There was one time there was like six players playing for a local high school. And the only reason they played tennis is so that they could sit out their minor in consumption suspension under the tennis season so that they could play basketball in the winter. <laughs> That's awesome. Chess, That's, not checkers. Uh, yeah, exactly. Break the system right there. That's funny. <laughs> uh, like a tennis coach is too, because I played tennis until I was like 11 or 12. And I was like, oh, I always love this one tennis coach I had, Victor. He's so cool. Like hindsight, looking back back at it, this guy was high all the time. <laughs> he would just show up with like Arby's and then he'd be like, oh, we're going to do a home run derby. And he just like <laughs> hits his balls and just blast them out. That's, yeah. When you get to teach like kids who like they're not learning from you, they're just there to like you're babysitting basically like younger kids who like they're parents want to get them out of their out of their way for a little bit oh you need to invent some of the coolest games we'll play like dodgeball well i'll just like send kids to the other side i'm like all right swing as hard as you can and try to hit your friend over there and it's just like all right cool you just invent games out of out of like out of nowhere absolutely you play pickleball at all you know what that's actually what i have right after this my dad ropes me into playing pickleball still um, i love so- it it's like tennis but less movement yeah but i don't want to give my dad the satisfaction of being right so i'm not ready to cave yet <laughs> um, I do have a pickleball take. I will give you guys. I, I came up with a couple days ago. I'm convinced I, as a D3 tennis player who's played pickleball recreationally, could beat every single NFL player in pickleball right now. I bet there's a punter or something out there that's really good. Even if he's really good, I think I could take him. Like, like I don't think he's that good. And I'm not saying I'm that good. I just think like it hasn't reached pro athlete level where they're playing every summer. I don't know. Some people said I was crazy for that take because they're crazy athletic, but I'm like, I don't know. I stand by it. I feel fairly. It doesn't confident. matter if you're crazy athletic. There's like 78 year olds in a wheelchair that are good at pickleball. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't want to keep you like too much longer, but I have one more question, and this is going to be heavy hitting. Oh, jeez. I know you're a new girl fan. Big time. And uh, which character do you think you are? Oh layup question i am winston hey, ev- ev- everyone says nick miller everyone no says i'm winston it. i'm winston yeah 100%. See, I'm, I'm winston everyone yeah. wants to be nick miller yeah I, i've always said that i want to be nick but i'm winston and winston wants to be nick i just winston is he's too goofy he's so out there he uh he's a people pleaser a hundred percent he'll do like he literally pretended to have a sports talk show radio show for his parents 
for his mom so she didn't think he was going to be a cop. And he went on with that for years. He's a people pleaser. He loves people. He loves he loves pranks. He loves a good laugh. Prank Sinatra himself. And I'm I'm Winston, 100%. Um, but, yeah, I would love to be Nick. But I mean, also, Winston's yeah. such a – like, I have a cat. He had a cat. Mm-hmm. His his pranks where he's like he either goes way too far and it's like puts a pebble in his sh- in Nick's shoe and then the next time he's like are you registering me as a sex offender? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. He's some of the best moments in that show. Was just underrated. He's so funny. And it's funny because you look at him in like the first season. They like he's a completely different character. They like ramped him up big time later on um, and let him be funny and comedic because like. They, they set him up to be like this old, like coach. They set him up to be coach, basically. Um, but then they let him, once coach came back, they let Winston be Winston, and that's awesome. And he has a cat named Ferguson. <laughs> it's incredible. Wait, I, I have a question for you then. Do you think, what are your thoughts on Nick and Jess together? Do you think that that, that should have been Endgame, or was there a better fit for either of them? I think Megan Fox's character should have ended up with Nick. You're, you're talking my language. Reagan and Nick were end game, end game. They they were compatible right off the bat. It took Jess and Nick four seasons to figure it out. Nick and Reagan figured it out in two episodes. It was just it was easier with them. I mean that show is so underrated with like how it relates a lot to like younger people because I mean they play like thirty five year olds, mm-hmm. but it relates so much to like younger like when his dad dies and he goes I got a dad died pass yeah. Yeah, you look like a depressed pencil. <laughs> yeah, and like all his friends um have like the celebration for him or they're like ready to surprise him and they're like, Yeah, my dad he's like, My dad died, and they're like, Oh, they just like don't know how to respond. It's like, how do you respond to that? And like it's a good dynamic of friends where like there's certain relationships and certain things you can't say unless you're really good friends. And that, that I think that show understands that. Well, it's it's a college show too, like the way Nick lives not washing his towel because he thinks that drying yourself off with the towel washes it. Why would I wash the towel? The towel washes me. <laughs> it's incredible. That's a, yeah, that's a great scene. Or, um, Oh, what was I talking? Oh, Schmidt doesn't know how to do laundry. It's an incredible scene. Incredible. Like they learning how to do stuff. That's one of the most underrated episodes is like, they're all learning. They're having guys night and they end up just drinking sangria and talking about their feelings under like a tent. They're like, I want to know what love is. <laughs> and they're just like drunk, drinking sangria. And Nick's like, yeah, I can't say the alphabet without singing it. And I never learned how to love. So there's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced they don't know how to read. I just memorized yes. a lot of words. It's the greatest quote in that show right there. It's incredible. I mean, uh, and then the Asian guy, that the old Asian Tran. man that he makes friends with. He doesn't talk. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very underrated show. Yes, so good, so good. But I mean, that's all we have for you. I mean, Wyatt, thanks so much for joining No Brains, No Headache podcast. No, it was fun. It was fun to be here, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, stay in touch going forward, and uh, everybody check out uh, Wyatt and all of his work with Good Time Media. We're back in the dugout studio for Cleary's comments here on episode 112 of No Brains, No Headache podcast. I'm joined with my co-host, longtime friend. I call him Ongo. You can call him Matt Cleary. Matt, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Feels so good to be back. I feel like we haven't like recorded in a while. Yeah, a lot of things have happened. You know, we celebrated our 
our country's independence. Had a pretty good couple of good weekends there. Uh, a lot of good times. A lot, a lot has happened. The, the summer is in full swing. We find ourselves coming off a good interview. Now we get into the Cleary's comments. Let's just jump right into it. I don't have much beforehand. Let's go right into it. What are you starting off Cleary's comments? That's the segment where we banter about random things. What does it start off with today? You know I love the news, and I don't love the normal news. I love the obscure news. And this one came across my ticker today. And it was about a man, 42 years old, trying to uh, flush his stash down the toilet before cops raided his house. What was the stash of? 50 pounds of marijuana. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the layman's term of it, but pot's not that heavy, so I feel like that is a shitload to get down the toilet. You know, smoke a little grass. Like, how many flushes is that? I know I have to take two, maybe three flushes when I take a big grumper. Yeah. What I mean, what state was this in? Uh, Tennessee. Isn't isn't it legal? Isn't recreational marijuana legal? Nashville's in Tennessee. I heard ever, Nashville is, for, you know, boulder of the east. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to fact check it. I might be completely wrong. But I, don't I, know. I thought I. Why is this dude got 50 pounds? That's a lot of weight as is. Yeah, I, but the fact that he had cops at the door and was like you know taking a shit be right there one second just flushing the toilet like how many flushes is that you know what that's not a rhetorical question i literally want to know how many flushes to flush 50 pounds of marijuana you may be better off if i know it smell it will smell like marijuana smoke if you were to do this but i think it would be quicker if there were a fireplace in the house just to just to burn it get santa high it's a pretty clear indicator i don't know if you i think you you're fucked either way yeah because you're messing aren't you tampering with evidence (laughs) i mean that's just there's just smoke billowing out of your (laughs) chimney it the whole neighborhood reeks like marijuana no just having a nice cedar wood fire here like in a I like cherry wood the way it smells. <laughs> Blue Mountain State when he burns the entire pot field to uh because he was quote unquote getting God high. Yeah, I mean this guy's like tampering with evidence is the least of his problems if he have fifty pounds of pots. His plumbing bill gonna have to get those guys in there. Gonna have to redo the whole plumbing system. I mean, yeah, I I just don't get the I mean, panic move, you'll do some random shit. What if he was in a dumb and dumber situation? Toilet doesn't work. Well, then you're still going to have 50 pounds of pot. It's like, I don't know if it's more charges for trying to get rid of it than opening the door and being like, hey, guys. Let's just smoke this together. (laughs) Yeah, here it is. Come on in. Light up the peace pipe, and we'll get rid of this marijuana together tonight. We can drive 30 miles where it's legal. We'll just put it there. They can sell it. We can tax it. Good for everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I guess all I would say was maybe don't have 50 pounds of marijuana. Just a thought. I mean... I don't the know, fact, I don't the know fact how that hard it is to not have 50 pounds of marijuana <laughs> yeah. on you. 
Pro tip. <laughs> Do not have a metric fuck ton of marijuana. 50 pounds? Like, that's a lot. That's heavy to me. I consider that heavy. Maybe I, I'm weak, and that's fine, but I consider that heavy. I mean, there's there's so many stories about there was a guy up in Williston a couple of years ago that, like, got pulled over, and the cops smelled pot in the car, and he literally had a bunch of pot in his passenger side seat that he just put a garbage bag over. Like, yeah, that should do it. Yeah, put the... Uh, Set the ice scraper on top of it, and maybe they won't notice. They'll just brush by. I actually have a conspiracy theory about my Uber driver in Minneapolis. Uh, recently? Yeah, about a couple weeks ago. So I got in the back seat. Real nice dude, but like the panels of his car were like falling off or like not there and there was like cuts in his seat. And I was like, this car was definitely a drug mule car because they were shoving shit in every single seat. Nice enough guy. I got where I needed to be. Shame ate an entire pizza. I mean, it's the American dream. You gotta watch out for those sketchy Ubers. You never know. How was the pizza? It was delicious. Actually, it was delicious, but it was very o- overpriced. I think I'm hitting a point where I, I can't hammer down a, f- a full pizza in one sitting anymore. It's a good thing, but... Not a good thing. That's another thing. I'm so bad with leftovers. I'm okay with them, but it's just, it's like, it would be nice to be able to, you know, just get a, just hammer down a full pizza. It's like you, you did it to completion. You gave it 110%. I don't know if you're getting this. I'm bad with leftovers because I usually leave them at the restaurant or in my car overnight. So they're spoiled. You did say the other day that you are the LeBron of leaving (laughs) your leftovers at the restaurant. Got to watch out for it. But, you know, maybe you could try this. I saw this, a video titled Backyard Hack for under $50. You're talking about 50 pounds of weed. I got a hack here for 50 bucks, Matt. So I bit, I watched this entire video, been known to do that. This guy made floating beer pong tables for a swimming pool. Now, I was unaware that a swimming pool was under $50. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you having to budget your life hacks if you have a swimming pool? Interesting. It also required two kettlebells as anchors and let's say about 20 feet of chain link. This this isn't a hack, Matt. This is a lie straight to your face. Why would you show me a hack that requires a giant water tank in my backyard and try to tell me it's under $50? If you don't have anything to float these in, then what's the point of the hack? You lose it right there. You'll save so much money on these hacks that apparently you can afford a pool. This gentleman also used a cordless power drill and a sawzall. Was that under $50 too? I think they forgot to type a few zeros when they posted this to social media. Realistically, that's a $50,000 hack. And that's on the low end. Yeah. Here, just go buy two kettlebells, some chain... Some floating shit. You're well over $50 with the two kettlebells. Yeah, I don't know what economy this video was made in, but the chain link, not that cheap. Kettlebells, 
two of them as anchors. We're not going to use these to work out. We're going to use these to anchor a pool, a table in our pool, a beer pong table, so we can just get wasted. Is that what we're using kettlebells for in America now? Is there not any other thing that you could use as an anchor? Perhaps a rock. I don't know. <laughs> uh, an old brick at the abandoned house down the street. A log that fell out of the tree. A branch, if you I will. I think those float, Matt. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, they do. Oh, I gotta <laughs> stop watching a lot of History Channel. They definitely, more than likely, float. I don't know what you're getting down there, but kettlebells? Why don't we use the kettlebells to work out? Maybe we need to get more fit for the pool. That is under $50. I don't know about you. Have you ever played beer pong in a pool? It just seems not fun because the thing's going to be floating around and... Like moving and shit? I mean, I guess maybe that's part of the game, but yeah, I feel like nobody's can't jump into the pool so you either splash all over create too big of a wave because you're a giant fat ass and nobody else can enjoy the good time life hack if you have a pool and you buy a less than $50 table invite and, us over yeah and invite no brains no headache podcast to come over hang out put up a folding table and put some Cinder red, blocks. Red solo cups. And, and then, cinder blocks. And then beat me to death with a fucking kettlebell. That sounds like more fun and more realistic. You're just than walking along in the shallow end of the pool, and next thing you know, you stub your toe on the goddamn kettlebell. This is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I, I get it. Gotta quit, you know, biting on those on those videos titled Backyard Hack for under fifty dollars. Yeah, oh, shit. And I will bite every single time yeah. on that. Yeah. There's if, it, if it's in all caps with like six exclamation points. Like, if I could be doing something better with my time, I would rather watch five minutes of a hack video that is not going to help my life whatsoever. Yeah, if I didn't watch those videos, I would probably have enough money to buy an actual pool. We got we to gotta quit watching this shit, Matt. Okay, well, I have uh, some history thoughts you remember the game of telephone? Uh-huh. Yep. That everything was said. It's like, we were in the second grade, and it was like, the first person would be like, Jesus loves you. And then, like, it would come to the end, and it'd be like... I think it's, I think you only do one word, Matt. So the first person would say Jesus, and then the second person would say loves, but they'd have to say Jesus loves. And then the, the third person would have to say Jesus loves you. Isn't that telephone, or am I... No, I thought it was a phrase, and then it would go around the entire room, and then it would try to, like, the last person would have to say it, and it would be like, Jesus was a Nazi, and it's like, how did that get there? And it's me sitting in the middle. this game. You well, know, you, you have well, a lot it, of elementary school Cleary's comments. Well, Are you living in the past? Yes. It's telephone, but I'm thinking that that's how history was. Matt, we had two weeks to prepare Cleary's comments, and we're talking about telephone? Yes. So I'm thinking that a lot of history has been telephone. Maybe a guy with a beard climbed a tree. Next thing you know, Jesus was nailed to a cross. 
I mean, that's that's a stretch, you know, because there was this thing called the Bible. I don't know how that's telephone. That's that's written text. Yeah, but maybe that got interpreted because it was written yeah, in a pro- different. It probably did. It, it was in a, did. written in a different language. Yeah, more than likely. I don't think we went from a bearded man in a tree to this, the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now you got me talking Catholic over here. It just pisses me right <laughs> off. That'll get him going. I don't know, Matt. I think. I just think there's a lot of history that was lost to it, like Gutenberg inventing the printing press. That the Bible was printed on, and that's how people learned about things. I think if we could get the real version of history with stuff, it would be a lot different. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It's like the most obvious statement ever. (laughs) Is that... Is that the substance? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. Who the hell are you, man? Isaac fucking Newton? Isaac Newton didn't exist. He was a... F- Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point... In your rambling, incoherent At no point during the last two weeks you could come up with any better clearest comment. Oh, I have a bunch of them. Everyone in this you don't want to know them. you got to learn how to ixnay the bad ones. I award you no points. Feel free to and may God use have the cut, on your soul. cut tool. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but... Uh, I, had a, I had a cold the other day. Kind of fucked up a lot of shit, actually. But that's just the way it goes. But I told nobody uh, besides my boss. Why do you ask? Because in modern America, you can't tell anyone you're even the slightest bit under the weather. Because dare I say it, here comes the COVID wagon. Here comes the meat wagon. And it's as if you fucked their wife. People will look at you as if you had intercourse and thus broke the sacrament of marriage with their wife. They look at you and go, Oh my God. From here on out, you keep your distance, all right? Can we get back to the days of never actually being sick? You just occasionally say you are to have a day of fun. You know, smoke a little weed before 9 a.m. because you're feeling a little naughty. Then you go to town on a few naps and some Disney Plus. Perhaps you go to lunch at 10.45 because you can. You're not at the office. You're not in your normal routine. You called in sick. You're not actually sick. You're just having a day. Whatever happened to that? Can we get back to that? You're not out there pounding dirt. You called in sick. Now you get scrutinized for it. What's with that, Matt? I... I'm like having deja vu. You said probably over a year ago on this podcast that we need to bring back the personal day. Or maybe it was the uh, Olympics of Inventions. Personal day. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if you drank a little too much before and you have the time, take it off. You don't need to be like, oh, feeling a little under the weather. Going to go get COVID tested. It's like, yeah, we get it. 
the the personal day is non-existent as is speaking your mind in modern america we're coming off the fourth of july people can't we act like the america we're supposed to be let freedom ring get hammered drunk don't be an asshole Okay, if people don't want to hear about your shit, then don't say it. You don't want to listen to this podcast, then don't. It's as simple as that. Remove yourself from the situation. So that's why we need to start calling in sick again. And not and not being scrutinized for such a thing. You know, you're having your day. You crush like your second nap of the day. Why are you so tired? Well, when you smoke weed at 9 a.m., you're bound to get tired around 2. It's science. The guy who flushed 50 pounds of weed down his toilet <laughs> probably knows that. He's like, yeah, if I smoke in the morning, I get tired by the afternoon. And I forget to get rid of 50 pounds of weed before the cops are coming up the trailer park. When you're an old piece of shit who works road construction due to some questionable calls in life, you call in sick occasionally in the non-COVID world and have a fucking day. Nowadays, it's like, put this motherfucker on the cross and crucify this bitch for having the nerve to be sick in 2022. Sorry, Patricia. Modern sick days have gone from rest up, hope you feel better, to what's your fucking problem? I'm sorry I tend to have a low-functioning immune system after a weekend of celebrating a wedding that has a decent chance of ending up in divorce where I stay up late, then have to drive across the country hungover. Okay, I'm sorry I didn't boof some zinc in emergency on Sunday morning. I am sorry. Pro tip, take that Monday off. We're going to Vegas in October. Dollars to donuts, I'm taking that Monday off after. Call in sick. Because for all that company cares, they're just going to ixnay you the next day anyway and not feel bad about it. Y'all might as well just take your personal days and enjoy them. You got that paid time off, son? Take it. Use it up. Can't carry that over. I don't know if you can, actually, but <laughs> depending on your work contract or whatever agreement you Mem- signed. Member FDIC. <laughs> Member FDIC. <laughs> I'm sorry that I get sick occasionally. Yeah. Unbelievable. Occasionally, you, you can't even have the personal day anymore. It's it's un, it's un, it's ridiculous. Honestly, I've been a. I've recently come into that everyone needs a mental health day now and again. So if you say, "Hey, I'm not even sick," which could be code for a personal day. Yeah, exactly. It's a personal like, day is what you make it. Uh, like the office when Dwight's like Michael's taking a personnel day he must be training some new people <laughs> sometimes when I puke a shit and you get sick I don't know what to tell you take, take that personal day take that mental health day call it what you want take the day life short enjoy it and if enjoying it is nap followed by watch a documentary followed by another nap do it honestly I would consider that a great day or there's people who are like, oh, I want to go shopping all day because nobody will be there because it's a normal weekday where normal people are at work. Then do that. I want to go bike around town for seven hours. I'll probably honk at you, but do that. Okay. I will yell Lance out the window. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. on and, and make fun of you and not mean well at all. But you should do that. Yeah, bikers need to be put in check here. Yeah, maybe they 
We make sidewalks for a reason. Why don't Personal they just days ride for them? everybody but cyclists? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yep. You're on to something here. There's a sidewalk for a reason. Ride on the sidewalk. Biking lanes are the dumbest thing of all time. But I have some great ideas that might be the best thing of all time. Jordan's going to be furious in about 30 to 45 seconds. Great. I uh, came up with like three or four ideas that I wanted to float by you. Got that, Monix? Nope. Great. Okay. So I love college basketball. I love teams. Now with the NIL, they should make a college basketball game, but the only teams on it are like historic teams. So you get like the 2001 Kansas Jayhawks. You get like the 1978 UCL team. 12 Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, exactly. It's it's literally just like 100 teams that are just historic teams. And like that's all you have. How fun would that game be? You could pick like whatever team you want from a certain year. I think it would be great. That would be like the most fun video game of all time. The f- most fun thing would be picking your team and looking who you have. They're like, sorry, current players. We found a loophole to not pay you. I'd like, so these are all classic teams and everybody has careers or has died. And then you get like Greg. So they don't want our money. Greg Paulus from Duke in like 2008. It's like, holy shit, the residual check for this is more than I make at this community college I'm coaching at. Like you could do a lot with no, teams. We don't pay them. It's not my decision, but if it was, we're not paying them. We're not paying them you're, a lot. You're out of college. This is no longer a thing. They still need to pay you for your image and likeness, though. That's just for college players, I'm pretty sure. Uh, nobody else can partake in that program. Every like the transfer portal. You and I can't go on the transfer portal. I want to, but we can't. It's only for college, collegiate students. Should we go back to college? Every player in Madden gets a check from Madden. Let's take the podcast back to school. I I think that that... Let's go to Madison, Wisconsin, and let's party as 30-year-olds with (laughs) college students. It's like Van Wilder. It's like, oh, you guys are in grad school? No. Hoping to get my associates. Remember my credo, Timmy! Don't be a fool! We could Van Wilder it. I don't care. I also thought about this. A strip club that is in a strip mall full of strip clubs. Okay. I like that. So we're we're talking everyone's building strip malls now. And like, even like the janitors hanging dong. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it goes from like level one on the way left that uh-huh. it's like. The I want bouncers. I want their guts hanging out. Yeah, the golden oldies on the way left. It's like, hey, I'm getting there pretty cheap. And then it just builds up, builds up, and it gets a little taller every time. And then you got the creme de la creme of the strip clubs. Chip. A strip mall that's strip clubs in like eight different strip clubs. It's kind of like our theory that, you know, gateway drugs is just doing drugs in the gateway mall parking lot. Similar concept. I mean, it's basically the... Same thing. Yeah, strip clubs in a strip mall, everybody's naked. Double strip. I mean, the cops would literally just hang out at this location. Honestly, you know how, like, bigger colleges have their own police force? 
We would need our own police force for this strip mall. We will match the budgets of our patrons. Honestly, it would be the most like profitable. You start, where you start and you walk in, that's your cheapest stuff. And it's going to show. It's going to be the C-Squad. And like you said, as you walk in further, it gets nicer and better and thus more expensive. I'm saying you have to go outside. A transparent strip club. Exactly. You get what you pay for. If if a girl comes in and she gets rem- gets a boob job, she gets hotter. Maybe yeah, moves up a couple levels. To the next yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I want it like walls and it's like, okay, so you have to walk outside. We also have an outlot in said strip mall parking lot that is just a bar. And you can't bring booze in or just a liquor store. It's BYOB, but we have a liquor store in that parking lot. People just buy booze all the time. You have thought this one through. Well, not really. You haven't really thought it through at all, but there's a lot. There's it, a lot there. In my notes, it just says a strip mall that's a strip club. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, I mean, it's something that would not work where we're at. Why don't we keister it? And, you know, let it fester. We'll come back. And I had this last one. If anybody steals the strip club and the strip mall idea, at least give us free lap dances. That's all. That's the least you could do. And $80,000 per year. That would help. That would help. So this one's a weird one. No. Do you ever write something down in your notes when you're drunk and then you're like, what was that? Yeah, and then unlike you, I cut it from my notes because I know it's shit. No, this one's good, but I wrote down Cigarette Lottery Coalition. Okay, thank you for translating your notes to me. And this is a club that quits smoking but buys lottery tickets as a unit. So instead of spending... Eight bucks a day on the pack of cigarettes, you put it into so this. This isn't a nightclub. This is an organization of people. Yep. So when you said club, my and after the strip club talk, you really need to specify what club. Club sandwich, uh, a club used to beat the shit out of people, an organi- organization of people, a strip club, a lot of different clubs out there. I just want. Everyone, so like they quit smoking, and what they would spend on cigarettes, they put into a lottery fund, and let's they just, let's and just they, redirect our vice. Yeah, and then they buy, and then hopefully, with the thirty million Americans that buy cigarettes every day, you buy that many lottery tickets, you're going to hit a big winner, and everyone's going to get like twenty bucks. I have a similar idea where I take a club of meth heads and then they start doing crack instead. So it's less harmful on your body. I thought you were going to say like, hey, I was going to get a group of meth heads, make them fight each other, and we all bet on them. I think that's the UFC. No? Minus the meth. I don't know. Are we sure about that? How do we know? Do you know? Celebrated the 4th of July over our little break there. We also went to, well, I did. I don't know where the hell you were. Went to uh, McQuaid's, the world's largest 
charity slow pitch softball tournament. That's a mouthful. Oh my god, I can't wait to go home and get high. Some of the great strike out, Dave. That's right. Striking out in slow pitch softball. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Friday night. It's always the best night. There's a big home run derby, big concert. Everybody's out having a good time. So that's what we did. Had a great time. Uh, Well, the next day, I come to find out uh, my brother at his house, he has a ring doorbell and a crazy, they don't even live in that, they even live in the neighborhood of the studio. It's not that bad of a neighborhood, I don't think. Anyway, crazy person, crazy lady is just running by, then like a possessed woman V-lines it straight to their front door and is just hammering the doorbell. This is about 3.30 in the morning, let's say. Well, my brother, sister-in-law, everybody, they're all pretty zonked out, except they have two dogs that start going wild. And my brother's like, what the fuck is going on? So naturally, picks up the shotgun sitting next to... His yeah, bed. I was like, I wouldn't want to fuck with your brother. He's like a combat veteran. Yeah, and, you know, he he goes to the door. And best part about this was, at this point, he was ass naked. He likes to sleep naked. <laughs> <laughs> so he answers the door for some reason. And this lady's freaking out, saying, like, someone's chasing her. Someone's after her. And my brother lets her in, but... At naked gunpoint, essentially, makes her pat herself down. <laughs> he made her do a self-pat down. <laughs> and then basically had to hold this crazy lady at gunpoint. While hanging down. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know at what point he did put clothes on or what happened with the whole clothes situation, but I... I think he got clothes on before the police arrived because, yeah, I just had to wait there with this crazy bitch until the, the police arrived. What a night. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking insane. Yeah, and I saw the ring, like, doorbell footage, and, yeah, you can just see her, like, jogging down the street, and, like, she just looks right at their door and just, like, zooms right up to it and, like, claim that somebody was chasing her and somebody's after her and, like... Would have been interesting if there was, because my brother did have a loaded shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, I mean, that could have, that could have been like a could have gone real bad. That could be. Like well, every, all of us were like, "Why did you let her in?" <laughs> and yeah, so I think they came to an agreement that they don't let anybody in at three in the morning. So just can't get drunk and walk over there in the middle of the night. Anymore. Yeah, go all back. Tyler spraying her off with the hose. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing powdered sugar on her <laughs> yeah. for the lice. It's powdered sugar. It's delicious. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. Yeah, pretty wild story. And I did get approval to tell it on the podcast. So. I, I love how if you could like connect, because everyone has a ring doorbell. For now. the record, I don't know how long he was naked, but that was part of the... The funny part of the story is that... I mean, it's either the plot of a porno or the plot of... A very good movie. A horror film? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the last time we saw him! You can tell all by the music. You know, if it's it's the suspenseful, jumpy music, horror movie. Got that light yaz coming in, porno. (laughs) No in between. This isn't a rom-com, okay? Perhaps a thriller, but still a horror. We're the number three jazz radio station in the country. 
No one likes jazz. <laughs> I do. Of course you do, Brad. Yaz. What else you got? Uh, actually, NHL injury. So congrats to the uh, Avalanche for winning the NHL playoffs. The Avalanche of Colorado? Yeah, fuck them. But it comes out like every NHL playoff that people were playing, like guy had a broken arm. Guy had, like, three cracked ribs. Guy had a broken fibula. I mean, in hockey, that's huge. You don't want to disclose that information. Because they always say it's, like, upper body, yeah, lower, upper body, body lower body, lower yeah. body, for a reason. And then they just play. You get the NBA, and it's like, the guy's tired. He's going to take game three of the playoffs off. LeBron had the sniffles prior to warm-ups. Decided to call it a day. LeBron's... Son was playing an AAU game, so he took the first half off. He'll be back as soon as possible. But NHL players are by far the most badass thing. The thing you hear about, it's like, this guy had a lung collapse in between game three and four. Game back. It's so dumb. It's that high altitude. In Colorado, probably, yeah. But as much as I say this as a Red Wings fan, hats off to the Avalanche for winning title they were the best team avalanche your 2022 stanley cup champions i didn't watch never, a single I, game dude, i never know who's gonna win the stanley cup hockey does not make sense to me i appreciate it i respect it i'll occasionally watch it but like and that's a good thing about hockey you never know who's gonna win you get like the nba you got powerhouses you know the nfl Still competitive, but like there's years where it's like, oh, okay, the one versus two in each conference meet in the conference championship, or like no the, surprise, or the Steelers are like the sixth seed and win it all. It's like, okay, any team that makes the playoff could realistically win. And then you got the fucking Doyers, yeah. The, I mean, the it's, Los Angeles Doyers, and basically, as as Cubs fans, as the season starts, it's like, okay, we're six and thirteen. Probably write this season off. Like I'm rooting for players at this point. Yeah, Suzuki. I like the Christopher Morel. Yeah, we'll see how much playing time he gets with Suzuki back. Pretty big decision we had to make on the Mound Dogs. Actually, I had to drop Suzuki because I didn't have enough room on the IL. He comes back hot as a pistol. I got him back, and now he's on the bench today. So. <laughs> you got anything else for us? Uh, we could call it there. It's a great episode, I think. Yeah, I mean... Save some Cleary's comments for next week. I want to do a little more research. I got an OnlyFans topic. Uh, pretty popular news, but I want to do a little more research. It's actually really smart what they did. Uh, you probably know who I'm talking about. It's going to have to wait till episode 113. 